Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And we don't have a theme this we week. We don't. I just realized. We don't. Amber's handling the cases this week and they're, oh boy. But that can be our theme. I think. Oh boy. Yeah, I think the, the theme is, oh boy, WTF, what all, happened. All Some, the things. Yeah. yeah, something like that. All right, take it away, girlfriend. All right. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, the reason I say that is because I have gone back and forth about doing this case for quite a while. You really I know have. It is something that I feel like didn't get a ton of coverage, but the lack of coverage then raised eyebrows, and then it did get a little bit more yep. coverage. Yes. And so um, there's a few people that have covered it out there, but overall, I feel like most people don't know a ton about it, mm-hmm. and it just kept popping up, and it just kept coming into my experience, and I'm like, okay, all right. I get it. It's time. Yep. It's time. So I'm going to tell you about the case of Tamla Horsford mm-hmm. today, and grab your snacks, grab your stuff, maybe, you know, a respirator because we're going to be talking about her for probably the rest of our lives. I've <laughs> got so much info for you. Yes, Amber did a deep dive. So you might be here for all of eternity. Nestle, I don't know. Nestle in, everyone. We're here forever. So, but like I said, it's just popped up several times. I keep uh, seeing stuff about it. It took place in 2018, so it's not terribly no, not old. No. Um, but I was like, you know, it's just time to cover this because there's so many unanswered questions about the case. And I just feel like if you're not familiar with it, you should be. You should be, so, for sure. we're going to dive in. I think a lot of our really diehard true crime fan fans and listeners have probably kind of familiar with the case, but... Mm-hmm. I love that you you've got like thirty sources. You did like a damn deep dive here, so I hopefully might have it'll be every really source you might. in the world. Right. I don't know. I've got all of them that I've looked at. So I am going to make my disclaimer right off the bat. Mm-hmm. We here at Crime Curious are not incriminating anyone in this case. I'm presenting you with a timeline of events. These are things that happen, and these are things that people have realistically questioned. But I nor Charnel are implying anything. The reason I say that is because there are people in this case that have been a little so happy mm-hmm. um, when allegations have come up. And so we are not trying to imply ever anything. But nope. we're just um, reporting what's out there. Yeah. I'm what I'm saying is that something's a little fishy here. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying what it is. We don't know, but something's not right. And when you hear this case and all the facts, if you don't see the problem, mm-hmm. I'm a little worried mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't see it. But like I said, we're not, you know, trying to, I'm not going to be implying anything. I'm going to tell you some of the things that, you know, people raise questions about definitely. And, you know, that's that. But I'm not putting my opinion into this. I'm right. going to share that with Charnel after we're done. Yes. <laughs> when I hit that stop button. No. Yeah. And you guys can write us too. 
So no charges have been filed in this case. It still remains a mystery as to specifically what happened. Um, We're going to go over all of that. But of course, before we do, I want to share some info about Tamala herself and what kind of person she was. So Tamla Horsford, she was a very, very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll post pictures, obviously. She was born in St. Vincent and the Grenadine Islands in 1978. She lived there until about 1989 when she moved to the Bronx with her family. And then she would later meet her husband in Florida. So Tamla's husband, if I ever, if I refer to her as Tam in the case, it's because they do often refer her to that. So as I'm reading stuff and listening, I've just kind of picked it up myself. Now she's Tam. Yeah. But so her husband, he highlighted these three things that he felt people should know about Tamla. One was that she loved her family. Two is that she loved life. And three is that she loved you, no matter who she, no matter who you are. Oh my gosh. Um, she loved everyone. She was super open and accepting of people. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know, people just felt good around her. She had good energy. She was outgoing. She made friends with everyone. Oh. The kind of people we love. For sure. Our kind of people. Absolutely. She was described as someone that was truly happy and joyful, Mm -hmm. and you felt that around her. She was also the mother of five boys. Bless her heart. She had a a, a daughter, a stepdaughter as well. Yep. That was her husband, Lee's, from before. Mm -hmm. But they had five boys together. Yeah. And so her her husband's name is Leander Horsford. He goes by Lee, is mm-hmm. my understanding. Yeah, they had a big family, and her family was her life. They were always together. They always did stuff together. Um, she was with her husband all the time. They spent all of their time together, so they actually liked each other. Right, exactly. Yep. Um, her boys were her life, so she was completely dedicated to her family and weren't they in sports a lot and she was like a big sports mom yes they were yeah I connected so well with her the first time I heard this story I was like oh yes that's that's my life Tamla <laughs> like yeah yep yeah. they were big into sports and when they moved to Forsyth County that's actually um, a big part of like Tamla was excited about her children being in sports mm-hmm. and having this new opportunity. So that's kind of what I'm going to share next is that. So they moved to Forsyth County, Georgia. And my understanding was about five, four to five years before the incident that takes place, mm-hmm. before this case happens, um, for a fresh start. They were excited. It sounded like Lee's daughter was having a baby so they were you know they were preparing for their first grandchild yeah now I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Forsyth County because I feel like important it's important (laughs) for if you're not already aware just some of the facts that surround the the county some of the history yep um the reason I'm giving you this is because it does come up in many articles many people raised eyebrows so it's not my opinion these are just things that have come up mm-hmm. by numerous people of like does this play into things yep. I don't yep. know um so Forsyth County is in Georgia if I didn't mention mention that you did yeah. okay so it is historically 
um, known to be a very racist town. Yes. If I haven't mentioned to you already, Tamla and her family, they are African American mm-hmm. family. Now, Forsyth County, the last uh, stats that I saw, it's about like 86% white mm-hmm. individuals and families. I've seen percentages of varying from as low as 0.3% to about 4% of african-american community Mm -hmm. so very very low percentage yeah safe to say no matter what the actual percentage is it's very low very very low this county is very wealthy it's on a couple of the like top wealthy countries and or counties in america so it's known to be money Mm -hmm. people that live there are very well off deep south old money yes Mm -hmm. and so Part of the history of this county is back in 1912, there was what's described as a racial cleansing that occurred. This fucking gives me the chills. I can't even stand this. I know. It's so gross. I know. And like I said, these are facts. Like, this happened. It did, yeah. And it doesn't matter how many times I've heard it, it it, it grosses me out and hurts my soul every time I hear it. I know. I know it's this town has a lot of or I'm sorry this county has a lot of just really not good history a lot of deep history Mm -hmm. so basically what happened in 1912 is white mobs forced all of the African-American people out of of the town they wanted it to be strictly white and it worked because no African-Americans lived there for a long time So much so that in 1987, Oprah Winfrey went to Forsyth to cover this. Like, no Mm -hmm. one has lived here for 75 years. No African Americans have lived here. Because that's how disgusting your county has been historically. And I actually remember this episode of Oprah. I had looked it up and I was I was watching it and I'm like, oh my God, I remember this. Oh really? I, I love me so Oh Oprah. yeah, me too. So I remember her having these people on her show. She brought people from Forsyth County to the show to talk about their racist beliefs. And yeah. I gotta give Oprah credit for being who she is and they're saying horrible things on the show about black people and their race and how they feel about them and she is so professional professional. oh my god she's like so how why do you feel this way and you know they're saying just horrible things and this was in 1987 wow that's not that long ago yeah and i mean i don't know what it you know what it's like living there today but there might even be many community members today that don't historically know why they don't have a very high black population. Absolutely. You know? I will say, even on the show, uh, there were other people that did not feel that way. There sure. were people saying that, you know, everyone's equal and we should all be, you know, included together and that this belief was wrong. Yeah. So I did hear people saying that. So it wasn't the whole county. Sure. But, but clearly there's still some beliefs that have been passed down generationally. Yeah, there were literally people saying, like, we believe in an all-white community and we're mm. entitled to feel that way. Oh. And, you know, that's what they were saying. So, yuck. Bless Oprah for keeping her cool on the yeah, show. Definitely. So. <laughs> She's a better person she, than I am. 
She uh, is. But like uh, I said, I am not saying that that's how it is today, but I am saying that this no, is. That was the reality of, yep, that yes. interview. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, the reason I bring this up is because if you look up articles on this case, you're going to see headlines, and this is exactly from an article. Um, it says a black mother of five died at an all-white party in Georgia. So yeah. you're going to see that stuff yeah, over and over again mm-hmm. with this case. So yep. I want you to know the the background. Yep. Before we get into what happened at this party that I'm going to tell you about, um, if you don't know the story, basically Tamala was found um, dead at a party. There's a lot of questions surrounding the death. So we're going to get into the basically the timeline of events. But I want to tell you a little bit of backstory on how Tamla met the host of the party, whose name is Jean Myers. Mm-hmm. Now, her name is spelled like Jean. It's G, I'm sorry, it's J-E-A-N-N-E, but she, it's pronounced Jean. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you basically how they came to be friends. Like we said, Tamla had five boys. They were all in sports and they were very much a sports family. So, so with her boys being in so many things, she became acquainted with other sports moms. Yeah. As one often does. Absolutely. Uh, living that life. Now, Jean had four children of her own that were involved with sports and all activities, so that's how they got to know one another. Yeah. I think that's another reason why this case has always stuck with me, and I think about it frequently, is because this could so easily be me. I, When you are a sports mom... The other moms start to become part of your close-knit friend group because you sit for hours at the same sporting events and you get to know one another. Right. And it, it, and you see them time and time again through all the seasons. You know, my kids play the big three sports. Actually, right now I have four kids in baseball and two of them have decided to dual sport and also run track. So I'm with these same people every night, six nights a week right now. And we do hang out. We go to dinners before games. You know, we hang out on the weekends, like after right. tournaments and stuff like that. This this case, what happens to her, that could easily happen to me. Although we've never had sleepover, adult sleepovers. Right. But we do get together and have a couple drinks and stuff like that. Like, it breaks my heart. It was a, a very normal very normal way to build a friendship correct or acquaintance exactly yeah um so like you said I mean it's something that we all do I mean yeah I'm not a sports mom myself but I mean it's something that many people do through their kids but being in events we're practically the same person and so you so live part the of sports me mom is. life through me <laughs> so right. yeah, yeah so part of me is a sports you mom totally understand well I've introduced you to a lot of our our sports friend friends you've become close with Right. You know, you're very right. One of them that I met there. So we don't have permission to use her name, so I won't get into that. But she knows who she is. She does. Yes. <laughs> She's also your neighbor, which is funny, too. But I know. I know. So now she really knows who we're talking about because <laughs> she listens. But uh, yeah, you know, it's they're great. It's, it's a just, great it's way what to you do when, yes. when your kids are in all of these things. You make and friends with other parents and you have things in common with them because you're, you know, you're sitting there for so many hours and your kids are, your kids love each other. They're teammates. I mean, it's, there's so many people listening right now that can relate to this. And mm-hmm. it's just, I know. Uh, it's such an innocent way to build a friendship. It never would have been something that you could see coming. No. I think it's safe to say. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I want to give you a little bit of description of Jean. Mm-hmm. 
for just so we know kind of what we're yeah you know dealing with here. Mm-hmm. So this is what came to mind when I saw Jean when I've heard her interviews. You know the um the meme with Napoleon Dynamite. It's like me taking my trash bins out while the mo- the moms with fresh blowouts and um <laughs> fresh eyeliner are driving by in their um Land Rovers or whatever. Right. That's Jean. Yes. Jean is the mom with the fresh blowout. Yep. Driving by. Yep. Watching you Napoleon Dynamite your way <laughs> to the curb. Mm-hmm. I'm Napoleon. Yeah. yeah. In this. Yes. But Jean was she had we have the hair we have the nails we have you know I don't know what she personally did or her ex-husband but the house is immaculate I mean they had money Mm -hmm. it was very obvious so you know this is kind of just looking at her and hearing her talk the impression that I get I picture myself as Napoleon right as she drives I take my garbage out in my Crocs (laughs) in shorts in the middle of the winter Oh my, my gosh. My hair is a disaster. My poor neighbors yeah. when I roll that bin out to yeah. the, the curb. My only hope is that most of mine are elderly and I hope they can't really see me. <laughs> you know? That's what I'm hoping I for. I hope so. <laughs> the conditions it's that I've exposed never, myself to the yes, world in. Are never pretty. Not good. Um, so yeah, Jean is very much, you know, blonde hair. We've got the nails. We've mm-hmm. got, we're, we got the upkeep. We're not going without. She's, she's well put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the neighbors that did do interviews maybe afterwards did indicate that Jean was the gossip of the community. She knew what was going on with everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. who was doing what. We all have one. Mm -hmm. We all have one. So true. Yep. Jean was getting ready to turn 45 and her friends decided to throw her a birthday party. Now, I don't know if it was more of like her having her friends. Say, did she plan it? Because there are people that do that. They do. And that oh. are like, my friends threw me a party. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I say that is because the party was organized to be at John John's house, right. but by her friends. Yeah, so yeah exactly. She's no, like, no. well, they did the planning, but it was at my house. Like people that do that, everyone can see through that. Right. We know exactly what's happening. Exactly. You're planning your own party. And just the way she kind of comes across. I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it maybe wasn't an optional party. Like, right. It was happening. Yes. Yeah. So on November 3rd of 2018, this is when the party was supposed to take place. Her friend, uh, Stacy, did a lot of the organizing and invites for all of Jean's friends. Okay. <laughs> To her house. Right. To, to hey, Stacy, will you invite a whole bunch of people for my birthday at my house? If you want to continue cool. this friendship, yeah. Stacy. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. But anyway, so it was supposed to take place at John's house. They decided they were going to do basically like a girls sleepover pajama party so everybody could drink sure, safely, safely, stay okay. overnight, and no one had to drive. Okay. Now, I I did forget that this was like a whole birthday party thing. I would say maybe Mm -hmm. I would organize something like this. Because at first when you read about it, you're like, an adult sleepover. This is a little odd. I I actually did. I was talking to somebody about this case just a little bit. And they said the same thing. They're like, that's weird. Yeah. 
But now that you put it in the perspective of it's a it's a party, it's a, I, I could kind of see that. Like yeah. if I was to throw myself of of my next big milestone birthday, we won't talk about it. But <laughs> you know, if I was to throw myself a party, I would invite my friends to spend the night if they wanted to bring so the that, pajamas. Yeah, so like you can you know, so everyone can drink safely. I, I guess this isn't such a such a stretch. Sure. So. This was supposed to be girls only. Everybody was, you know, coming to stay the night. No guys, no husbands. And then, you know, we're going to eat. We're going to, you know, have snacks and drinks and not worry about anything. All right. Now, this is my understanding. So Tamla and John weren't like BFFs. They were sports mom friends. Right. Saw each other at the sporting events. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. weren't super close. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like uh, we know each other through sports. But uh, we're not, you know. they're not hanging outside of the sporting events together. No. Right? Yeah. No, I do believe John had Tamla over with her boys to carve pumpkins. Okay. Like, I, I don't know if there was much more than that mm-hmm. but they had like a few things where cause their kids were friends i was gonna say where the kids were involved and so but they didn't know them. each other to the point of basically tamla was going to this party not knowing many people there sure john was yeah. her friend but the other women she didn't know that well right but tamla was very friendly and you know yeah. outgoing and so i don't think that was a huge issue but like i said stacy smith uh john's friend she's the one that organized this did the invites and tamla agreed to go and she almost actually didn't go i mean she's a mom of five and right oh I, yeah i can imagine an overnight like it's a it's not just a it's hard to easy, organize mm-hmm. right so she was like eh, i might not go but then in the end she decides all right i'll just go for a bit right be courteous it's not like when you're a dog parent and you can just board your dog for the night someplace like you've got to make special arrangements right. even as a dog mom a sleepover would it's not hard. be easy yeah it is like yeah. my babies for sure me. yeah we don't board our dogs so we have to we have somebody we're yeah. always begging family to come stay at our house right. <laughs> Will you house it and puppy sit for us because we can't stand the thought of putting them in a boarding, you know, boarding them overnight. So, yeah, it's I know. the same with kids. Like, it is a really hard thing to get away for just a night. It is. And so with five boys, yeah. I'm sure that wasn't easy. But she's an amazing mom. So, of course, before she left, she made sure they had everything. <laughs> she made them a casserole for breakfast. Oh, my goodness. Like, wanted to make sure they had breakfast because she wouldn't be there oh she is a better mom than I oh my gosh I (laughs) struggle to do that with one I know let alone five that's amazing I'd be like hey husband you're on your own right good luck to you McDonald's it is yeah right (laughs) get yourself that sausage McMuffin but no she prepped the casserole she took care of things at home so she was running a little late getting to the party Mm -hmm. It started about 7 p.m., but she didn't get there until around 8.30. Okay. Now, I had mentioned before it was supposed to be girls only. However, when Tamla arrived, there were two guys that were there. Um, one of the other women's husband, apparently there was something going on at their house with their daughter and, like, college girls, and he didn't want to be there with all this going on. Mm-hmm. And... John's boyfriend, Jose Barrera, was there as well. Mm -hmm. Now, originally, they were supposed to go out and do, like, a guy's thing. Yeah. 
but apparently one of them was having some stomach issues. Not sure what that entailed. Ah, so he's shitting himself. Somebody's All right. having some bowel yes. problems. <laughs> we don't want to accident on guys night no no so they Please decided don't they'd... shit yourself in the bar <laughs> right. <clears throat> not a good look they decided they would just stay at the house they would stay away from the girls john had a theater room in her basement so they were no going problem. to right they were going to mm-hmm. just stay down there probably close to a bathroom yeah for the one I'm that was sure there was know, a... exercising his demons yeah <laughs> I'm sure there was an elaborate porcelain god right, down right. stairs that he could use. So now another event that means nothing to me that was going on <laughs> was there was a big football game that was oh. occurring <laughs> yes. surrounding this birthday party. So that was part that. of their plan is to watch the game. It was LSU uh-huh. versus Alabama. It was that's a big, big game for them. Big game. Definitely. So they were watching this game. The guys were watching it downstairs and the girls were watching it upstairs. This makes sense. Yep. Theater room for the boys. I would have been big sick game. that night, I'm just saying. Oh, for sure. Oh, there's going to be <laughs> football on. Oh. Uh, no, actually I've watched I've hung out with you watching it and yes. I had fun. It is a lot of fun. So, I've explained the game to you. There's snacks. Yeah. It's, it's in booze. It's, it's fine. actually a good time. It so is. a good football you don't have to enjoy the sports to come to a football party. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm starting to not hate it. Yeah, so all yeah. jokes aside. You know. Once I introduced her to some of the hot NFL uh, quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. and coaches, she was like, oh, suddenly I'm a fan. Exactly. <laughs> so when Tamala arrived, she had this bottle of like really nice tequila that she had brought for John as a birthday gift. It was some kind of like imported fancy tequila. Oh, how nice. And Jean made it known right off the bat that she did not like tequila. Later in her questioning, make sure to mention she opened the bottle and smelled it. And it was way too strong and that nobody could drink this. It was very, very potent. And like, no, nobody can drink that. I mean, it was too strong for everybody else, but Tam was drinking it. Mm -hmm. So Tam was the one drinking it all night. I just want to mention that. Mm -hmm. That was... Um, but that does no one else could touch it. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Tam gets there. She changes into her white pajamas that had paw prints on them. It was a onesie. Have you ever worn a onesie? Yeah, when I was an infant. Oh, they're so comfortable. I have not worn an adult, an adult onesie. onesie. It's it's a good time. Is it, are your feet open? Because I don't like my feet to be covered up. I think there's both. Oh, okay. You can do feet and you can do without How feet. How do you get out of it, Amber? To go Zipper. potty. Oh, okay. You're gonna have not to the sh- buttons. You're gonna have to shave down. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. Oh, I know. When like when you wear a jumper, or maybe they have the butt flap ones. Oh, very. I've true. never you know seen those, but yeah. Well, you know, when you're committed, when you wear a one piece, you're committed to sitting on the toilet naked every time you have to pee. <laughs> yes, you are. Um. So anyway, she puts her her onesie on, gets ready for the party. So there were twelve people all together that are involved in this. They do later become referred to as the Forsyth Twelve in some of the articles. Oh, okay. And things. I'm just going to mention that um, a lot of Tamla's advocates started referring them as the For Forsyth Twelve. Oh. Um. Huh. So just just a tidbit for yeah. you. The party group included nine women and two men, and then one husband who was, like, in and out, like, dropping his wife off and then pick, picked her up later. Oh, I remember So he was, that. like, a part yeah. of the group, but he wasn't there for the, the actual party. Right. One of the wives apparently didn't want to stay the night, so yep. he was like, I'll come back and get you. Yeah. 
Now, from photos and videos taken at this party early on, it looked like everybody was having a really good time. Mm-hmm. Tamla is seen laughing and joking. Um, they're chatting. They're watching football. They sing happy birthday to John. Like, it, I mean, you watch these videos and see the pictures. It looks fun. Yeah, just a very normal. Super normal. Thing. Now, according to Jean and the other people that are interviewed yeah. in this, Tamla was the only smoker of the group. Now, they make sure and mention this that she was the only smoker of the group. This comes up quite a bit. So it is mentioned that she was going out on the balcony a lot to smoke throughout the night. Boy, she's the only in a lot of things in this case. She The only is. one drinking tequila. You, the only yes. smoker. The only black woman. You will see that okay. come up a lot throughout the questioning. Mm-hmm. You know, those types of things. But hmm. she was reported to be... You know, she'd socialize, go out and smoke, mm-hmm. have her cigarette, come back in. Sure. And also was smoking some marijuana throughout the night. Okay. We'll get back to that as well. So this house is very decent sized. I'll probably put a picture up with the photos just so you can kind of see where right. this took place. But it's a really big house. Um, the backyard's decent. The balcony was pretty good sized. I, I want to say 15 to 20 feet mm-hmm. up in the air. So, I mean... Very, very nice home. John does take note that Tamla had stepped out, like I said, not only to smoke cigarettes, but marijuana several times that night. And she was frustrated about that because her man's, Jose, was in law enforcement. And she could not be doing that at the house. And she mm. knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that comes up as well, that Tamla was the one that was smoking weed. I want to say her aunt was as well. <laughs> With yeah. Tamla. Yep, I think so. I know there <laughs> but, was somebody else. Yeah. But they make it a point that like nobody else was smoking that night. It was just her. Okay. So the men managed to stay in the theater room until about halftime. Mm-hmm. And they came up because they the group was doing cake for John and sing happy birthday and then they played cards against humanity. Okay. During the halftime. Do we still do Cake and sing happy birthday and candles when you're a 40-some-year-old woman? Um, For Jean Myers, you fucking do. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you do. It was a big, big deal. All right. I love Cards Against Humanity. Oh, me too. So I'm like, I... I'm happy to hear that this was is fun. Yeah. something that they did. So like I said, it appears everybody's having a pretty good time. So I want to mention that through this time, yes, Tamla appears to be having a good time, but also she appears to have pretty good self-control. She's not drunk. She's not intoxicated um, to the point of slurring, slurring speech yeah. or being... She's not messy and out of control. No, she's mm-hmm. not. I mean, even in the video, she's kind of, you know, leaning on somebody, laughing, but appears to be pretty well, you know... In control of her effects. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I just want to mention that because what I'm going to tell you later, you're you're probably going to raise an eyebrow. Yeah. Now, as it got later, some of the guests, eventually they went home. Um, about four of them ended up leaving for the night. Bridget Fuller was the last known friend to see Tamala that night to see her alive. Mm-hmm. This was around 1.30 a.m., which kudos to these uh, mid-40s women because Heck yeah. ma- mama's not staying up that late. No, no. Mama struggles past 11. It's like, dear God, anymore. you people are hardcore. Mm-hmm. They, they went pretty late. Yeah. but So Bridget, she's waiting for her husband to pick her up. And she's in the kitchen with Tamla. 
and it's about 1.30. And so Tamla's chat- chatting and decides to eat a bowl of gumbo, which mm. I don't fault her for that. Like, I mean, late night snack. Heck yeah. That Absolutely. is nothing like it. And Sounds delicious. Gumbo? Oh, yeah. So she's eating gumbo in the kitchen, according to reports, chatting with Bridget, just kind of waiting for her to get picked up. And everybody else starts to kind of head to bed. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready, figuring out where everybody's going to sleep. And Tamla says she's going to stay up just a little bit longer, have another cigarette, like before she heads to bed. Mm-hmm. So this turned out to be, you know, stretched into about one forty-five. Mm-hmm. A.M. I do want to throw in at this point, there is some indication that Tamla may have wanted to leave at some point during the night, you know, as things got later. Early on, yes, we're having a good time. Things seem fine. I know she did FaceTime her children and talk to her husband at some point and indicated that she did want to leave. Okay. Nobody really knows what happened, but there is some indication that she wanted to go home. Now, I'm going to get into, there's a couple different stories about what happened because at some point, her keys and her cell phone were taken away from her. They were not on her yes and when she was found they they were not on her so mm-hmm. at some point these things were removed from her there's a couple different stories about why and when I get to the interview with John I'm gonna kind of go over those things mm-hmm. um but I just want you to know that as the night got later it sounds like there was either an attempt for her to go home or she had at least voiced wanting to go home yeah so that is the the last of the info from the party that we have. So I'm going to take you to the next morning. Like I said, a couple people went home. Everybody apparently went to bed around 1.45. Tamla stayed up and smoked. So that's kind of like, that's that. Mm-hmm. So when we go into the next morning, it's 8.30 a.m. And Madeline Lombardi, this is John Meyer's aunt, which it's, Oddly, not her aunt, but it's like her mom's best friend that she refers oh, to sure. as her aunt. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, this, um, her aunt would occasionally stay with her. Like she had her own place in the basement. Oh, She'd okay. come visit and stay for like months. And oh. so she kind of had like her own little space in the basement. Mm-hmm. So Madeline wakes up and she goes downstairs to make her coffee in the basement and I'm telling this from what Madeline's account was when she woke up. Mm-hmm. There's a couple variations of this, but Madeline, you know, from her account, she goes down to make her coffee. And when she gets down there, she happens to look out the window and she sees something lying in the backyard. Okay. Now, at first she didn't know what she was seeing, but then she happened to notice the white onesie with the paw prints, and she realizes that this is, in fact, Tamla Horsford laying face down in the yard. Mm-hmm. So she discovers this, and this is actually where I'm going to go ahead and leave you for part two. Amber. I know. You don't, I'm the one that does this to our listeners. I know. Not you. I feel like everything following this point it's just a good place to pick up with you know Mm -hmm. the timeline and what happens I'm gonna leave you with that Madeline has discovered Tamla she's outside face down in the yard and Mm -hmm. I think that's a good place for us to kind of 
stop and go on to the next part of this. All right. So we'll see you in the next one. In the next episode. Yeah. All right. All right. So before we wrap up and go on, I will give you a cute little brain bath that I found. It's actually another one my cousin sent me. She's just like... (laughs) Just my pipeline. I to think that we just stories. need to make her our official That's her job. Yep. yep. Yes. <laughs> Tara, you're hired. We but, don't pay anything. Right. <laughs> but the job is yours. Right. So this is a story. Um, it's titled Stolen Bike Pile in Backyard was so big it was visible via satellite. So like oh my from God. space. <laughs> it's making um, its way into space. So whoever did this apparently had a thing for bicycles. It says hundreds of stolen bikes have been discovered in a UK backyard with the pile so big it was visible on Google Earth satellite. Wow. The stash was discovered by Thomas Valley Police in Littlemore, southwest of Oxford, last week. In a statement, police confirmed a man had been arrested following the discovery of allegedly stolen... Uh, uh, the allegedly stolen horde is what it says. All of those bikes were stolen. <laughs> All of them. I'm going to show and you just the pictures. Hoarded? Um, this is what his backyard looks like. Oh, holy shit! It's full. Oh, honey, baby, sweetie pie, you got a problem. It is packed full of bicycles. He's just stealing children's dreams. I'm and wondering, putting them in his backyard. So what kind of mental health issues are going on here? Like, you tell us. You're the therapist. He's obviously not riding them. No, I don't think so. There's tons of very nice looking bicycles in this yard, and he's not selling them. Yeah. Clearly, because they're right. just hoarded in his backyard. Whatever his thing was with bicycles was, He's I mean. stealing children's joy. He must have been doing this for a long time. He's like the Grinch. Yes, he For is. bicycles. So, um, so, yeah, I'll post the pictures. Oh, my gosh. It says this: a 54-year-old man has been arrested. In Jesus, he's a grown-ass man, too. Yes. Officers are currently attempting to identify the owners of the bicycles. Oh, no. no. Thank you. That's a terrible job. That would take you your whole career. You could not, yeah, exactly. No, that's someone that had a police officer that, like, went rogue and had to be taken off the streets and now was given bike duty. Yes. You're so right. <laughs> You're here, so right. Locate the owners of these thousands of bikes in this man's backyard. And, you know, the article doesn't really say, like, what the man was charged with. I mean... I'm sure if he was charged on all of those, he's going to be looking at something pretty serious. But For bicycles, of all the things. Yes. So I'm going to leave you with that one. Wow, like I said, I don't know thanks. what happened to him, but apparently he had quite a impressive collection The picture of is astounding. It can't is. can't imagine having that many bikes. No, I can't either. Oh, well, thanks, I think. You're welcome. And, and if you're in that area and have had your bike stolen, look into this, guys. It's probably <laughs> yes. in that guy's backyard. <laughs> That's where you'll find it. Right. All right. Well, until next time, keep listening. Follow us on social media and uh, write us your case suggestions, crimecurious at yahoo.com. If you'd like to Patreon, you'll get the next episode right away. If you do, crimecuriouspatreon.com. We are there. Very affordable. So affordable. We're just basically telling everyone how cheap we are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And until next time. Bye-bye.